0: I invite you to take your Bibles, if you will, and turn with me to the Old Testament book of Isaiah. Isaiah 35, verse 10. Isaiah 35, verse 10. When we read once again, And the ransom of the Lord shall return, and come to Zion with singing, everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Let us pray together. Almighty God, we are so grateful for your love and grace and for the privilege of celebrating the gift of the Christ child. We give you thanks for the gift of your holy word. And now as I stand before these, your people, this is your church. I pray that this would be your message and not my own. In the name of Jesus the Christ, amen. One of the things I love of Christmas is the Christmas music. Songs like Joy to the World. And with the praise and worship time together, we we add in the, the link Unspeakable Joy. We celebrate this amazing, unspeakable joy that God has given to us. Or we sing, joyful, joyful, we adore thee. And on this third Sunday of Advent, we join together to light the joy candle. This candle's different from the others. It's pink. That rose color is the liturgical color of joy. It's to remind us of this amazing gift. That God has given to us. It's an important part of our theology. As a matter of fact, when you read the scripture, you'll find joy mentioned over 150 times in the Bible. But if we add words like joyful and joy us, it's well over 200 times that God mentions joy as being part of our lives. Now, joy sometimes gets blended in with happiness or pleasure. Joy is much deeper than that. Happiness is temporal. It's also dependent on the circumstances and all that's going on around us. We we actually see that happening in our world today. People are tired. People are frustrated. This whole COVID pandemic is beginning to wear on us. We have COVID fatigue. And as a result of that, you even find people getting aggravated with each other, saying things to each other, short with one another. It it doesn't sound like happiness. That's circumstantial. What we're seeking is joy. Joy is internal. Joy is a gift from God. C.S. Lewis is one of my favorite writers and theologians. And and C.S. Lewis says, joy is never in our power, never in our power. Pleasure often is, but joy is actually a gift. It's a gift from God. It's, It's one of the gifts of Christmas. It's why you hear the angel shout out in Luke 2, verse 10. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you Good news of great joy, which is for all the people. Joy. Typically, each year when we light the joy candle, we read the scripture that we shared earlier from Isaiah 35 10. It's a beautiful scripture. The ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy. And gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. But it wasn't an easy time when Isaiah shares these words. When God shares this with the people of Israel, it had been challenging. In 922 BCE, for example, you actually see where the Israel is divided with the northern kingdom of Israel, the southern kingdom of Judah, 722 the northern kingdom falls to the Assyrians. By 587, 586, Jerusalem is destroyed, and the southern kingdom falls to the Babylonians. They experience a time of captivity. They experience a difficult time of, of being sent away from their holy land. They are devastated, and there's a glimpse of hope that God gives, a glimpse that the ransom of the Lord shall return, that God is going to redeem. That word ransom again is, is where we get that sense of redemption, that we have been held bondage by our brokenness, by our sin, by our captivity. God is redeeming us. We'll come to Zion, that's another name for Jerusalem, with singing and celebration, everlasting joy shall be upon their heads and they'll obtain joy and gladness. The sorrow and sighing, which is what they were feeling at the moment, that's going to flee away. It was a message of hope that we receive this gift of Christmas of joy. It's actually repeated again in Isaiah 51 verse 11, almost verbatim. So the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads, and they shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. It's repeated. It must be a message that God wants us to hear. Joy. God wants you, God wants me, he wants us to experience this amazing gift of Joy. It's one of the gifts of Christmas, but we cannot manufacture joy. So we can't just go and decide, I think I'm going to be joyful today. I now have the gift of joy. I woke up this morning and I decided I'm going to have joy in my life. It's not quite that easy. Joy is a reaction to something. It's an emotion that comes from having received this precious gift from God. One of the things that I love to do, as I've shared with you before, is to do weddings with couples. I do the premarital counseling with them, then show up for the ceremony. And sometimes in the wedding ceremony, as the couple are looking at each other in their eyes, I share with them, love is a precious gift. It is a gift. We cannot make someone love us. It's a gift. They choose to love us. It's a gift that we choose offer to someone else it's not manufactured it's not somehow that we just chose to love it's deeper than that and joy is very similar to that it's it's something that is so much deeper that comes from well within it's not just a choice that we make it's a gift that we receive Paul talks about it in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, when he's writing the letter to the churches in Galatia and talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Paul says, by contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control but it's one of the fruit of the Spirit that when we've received this gift of God's grace and the Holy Spirit of God in our lives, one of the things then that wells up from that is this gift of joy. Robert Dean shares that joy is the fruit of a right relationship with God. It is not something people can create by their own efforts. It's a gift. But joy is not always easy to experience and to express. We just heard that with the people of Israel that God is speaking to in the book of Isaiah. Joy is not fake happiness. Happiness is circumstantial and joy is not when we just go, I'm just going to be happy. I'm just going to be happy. I'm just going to be joyful. Joy is is that genuine expression from deep within. It's not a denial of the difficulties that we face in our lives. It's actually a hope and a peace and a gift from God's Holy Spirit that even in the midst of the circumstances that may be difficult or challenging in our lives, we have the experience of joy because we have the experience of hope and God's amazing spirit and love in our lives. When Jesus was sharing in John chapter 16 of his departure with the disciples, he says to them in verse 22, So you have pain now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. No one, nothing, can take your joy when it's that deep joy that comes as a gift of faith in receiving the Christ child. Another favorite theologian is Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And he has a beautiful Christmas book that I love to read each year called God in the Manger. And he shares, with God there is joy. And from him it comes down... And seizes spirit, soul, and body. And where this joy has seized a person, it reaches out around itself and pulls others along. It bursts through closed doors. The joy of God has gone through the poverty of a manger and the distress of a cross. Therefore, it is invincible and irrefutable. It's not a denial of difficulties. It's the embrace of what God has done and is doing, even in the midst of them. Frederick Buechner, another great theologian, writes in the book, The Longing for Home, he says, Joy is home. God created us in joy and created us for joy. And in the long run, not all the darkness there is in the world and in ourselves can separate us finally from that joy. Because whatever else it means to say God created us in his image, I think it means, he says, that even when we cannot believe in him, even when we feel most spiritually bankrupt and deserted by him, his mark is deep within us. And I love this. He said, we have God's joy in our blood. Nelson Bell also writes and says, In our world of increasing uncertainties and growing tensions, nothing in a Christian life does more to commend his faith to others than a sincerity and a joy independent of circumstances. Until we realize what God has done for us, he says, there can be no real joy. Did you catch that? Until we realize what Christ has done for us, there can be no real joy. That's why joy is one of the gifts of Christmas, because this is when we realize most intimately what God has done for us, what Christ is doing for us. This amazing gift of the Christ child. Joy is the faith that through the Christ child, God has offered us forgiveness, God has offered us redemption. God has offered us salvation. God has promised to always be with us in our lives. And ultimately, we can count on today that God has already declared ultimate victory. And that... Allows this great emotion to come up through us of joy. That even regardless of what may be happening around us, whether we're on the mountaintop or whether we're crawling through the deepest valley, our God is at work in our lives. And thus we can move forward in our lives, thick or thin, with joy. God is with us regardless. Rick Warren, who wrote The Purpose Driven Life, also writes that joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right. And the determined choice to praise God in every situation you to hear that again. Joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right. And the determined choice to praise God in every situation. Thus God says to the children of Israel and the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads and they shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrowing and sighing shall flee away. It's why the angel says to the shepherds in the field, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. For see, I'm bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. And listen to this. In the Gospel of John chapter 17, Jesus is in prayer before he goes to the cross and he prays for the church. He prays for you. He prays for me as disciples of Jesus Christ. And he says to God in verse 13, But now I am coming to you, and I speak these things in the world, so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves. God wants you to experience the gift of joy Not just the candle of joy, but the gift. It is a gift from God. When we receive this precious gift of the Christ child, and we realize that God has intervened in our lives, offering us this amazing grace, the forgiveness of our sin, the salvation of our souls, the promise to be with us, always, and the gift of everlasting life. That brings up something from deep within that allows us to experience joy regardless. Joy to the world. Joy to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.